Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling with the Future tonight. Wrestling Texas style. Everything's bigger, badder, and bolder in Texas, including their wrestling. And tonight, I've got the creme de la creme, the best of the best. I've got Mr. Texas himself tonight. I want to introduce the panel to you. My co-host, my permanent co-host, now that Jam and Jake Hudson took a powder on me, Amelia Firecracker Chapman, welcome to the panel, kid. Well, hey, how are how is everyone? Uh, everything's well here. Let's uh, we'll see Doing how good. well you do tonight and whether you show up next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll I won't abandon you. I promise. There you go. And that is what they all say. <laughs> oh, I made a promise. <laughs> from I don't make a shit. Yeah. From the great state of Texas. Jimmy, don't call me a Philly anymore. Phillips, former pro baseball player for the Philadelphia Phillies in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic. Jimmy Phillips Jr. How are you, Jim? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Absolutely wonderful. Great. And I saved the best for last. They call this man the Continental Lover. May as well call him Mr. Texas because he and Scott Casey drew more money in the state of Texas than the Alamo. And I'm going to tell you what. Thank God for Eddie Mansfield. He's my friend. He's my buddy, my pal. And, uh, and I almost didn't have a show without Eddie Mansfield. So, brother, mm-hmm. I love you. And welcome back to the fold. Well, uh, Angelo, thank you so much for having me. And, you know, the guest you just introduced, uh, you know, I love pro baseball because I used to play it. And uh, my hats are off to you. And, um uh, Congratulations for being on on Angelo's show because you're on with a, with a guy, and and I want everyone listening. Hey, scoot your little happy ass up, and you're gonna learn something tonight because you know something. When you listen to Angelo, you learn stuff each and every week, whether you like it or you don't. And a lot of you you you, you goofballs don't like it, but it's okay. You know what I mean? Because, you know, thick people, you have to keep beating them upside the head until it gets in, Angelo. And you're doing a great job. And, and you know, you're, you, you have one of the best shows out Thank there. Thank you, my brother. And, and Thank it's you so an much. honor for me to be on it with you. I appreciate it. You know, I'll tell you what. Um, we are legitimately on 168. Oh, my God. What was it? 168. Um, hold on. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong number. 268 mm-hmm. radio stations worldwide. Uh, unofficially 271. Three mm-hmm. of them are still MIA right now, but we're, we're for sure 268. Uh, we are on two television stations, the Skynet in Canada and BBC4 in England. And... Um, on 305 podcast platforms domestically, and that's just in the U.S. So we're very happy to be where we are. We are very happy to have Pepsi as a sponsor and Manscaped.com with us for three years now. So we're doing something right. Um, and we have a look. And anytime you got Eddie Mansfield on the show, you're doing something fucking right, okay? Anytime you got the, the Continental Lover, you're doing something right. This man may as well be called... Mr. Texas. And I want to start with you, Eddie. Okay. The changing face of Texas wrestling over the last uh, 10 to 12 years has been 
dramatic to say the least. Yeah, um, I went from sugar to shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> leave it to Eddie Mansfield, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tell you, this is unfiltered tonight. Eddie doesn't mince words at all. And he's okay. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, I am right, yeah. So talk to me, Eddie. What happened? Where did it all go south, my friend? Oh, my God. Um it, it's it, it, that's a long story. You you have a lot of yeah. time for that one, <laughs> brother. But, uh, I got two and a half hours if you want. You, you, you know, you, you know uh, when when Southwest kind of folded, yeah, and and uh, that's because of uh, Telly Blanchard being yeah. so disrespectful for to to Paul Bosch and yeah. and other people. Well, you know, he's just a prick. He's well, always been much, a brick. I mean, yes, he could draw yes, two exactly. knobs. His Thank daughter you. has more talent in her left titty than he does in his whole body. Oh, you know, somebody you know, said it. She is absolutely great. I, you, I you know, agree. The, 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 yeah. And how she, you know, how she got that way because of Magnum TA, not because of his his little oh, yeah. You know, I I, I don't want to go there because you know what how how Scott Casey and myself feel about him. Oh, because I'm telling you, brother, he, yeah, I do. Oh, he he, um, he did not. Yep. He, he couldn't draw two knobs of goat shit. I and, know it, and he still couldn't. He had to yeah. sleep with a belt. You know, you yeah. know his 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 girlfriend was a belt. He had to have a yeah. damn TV belt. I'll never forget. I used to do booking meetings with Wahoo every Tuesday, mm-hmm. and and oh, and, and we and, and and Wahoo lived up the street from me in San Antonio, mm-hmm. and because his daughter, you know, got my my condo, and so mm-hmm. for me, and and you know, furnished it and everything. She made it look really nice, and that was Nikki, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Nikki McDaniel. And so, mm-hmm. bottom line is this: when when uh, we we could set our watch at ten thirty every Tuesday morning. And he'd call and say, "Hey, when am I going to get the belt? Yeah, when am I going to get this? When am I going to get that? You know something? I proved to the whole freaking world that I could make Scott Casey a star, and we could sell mm-hmm. out every stinking arena mm-hmm. in the state of Texas without a belt. Mm-hmm. And so Don't what I did, what I did." Let mm-hmm. me tell you something, Angelo. Yes, and, sir. And everybody listens. Here's what I did. Mm-hmm. I told Wahoo, here's what you need to do. You need to put Gino and Tully together, give them the tag team belts. Then that way you and Ivan yeah. and you and uh, uh, Tiger Conway mm-hmm. can work with them and, and Chavo and, and mm-hmm. you know, mix it up. And then me and Scott ha- has, you know, the top spot. Mm-hmm. And then that way we got the gratitude for, for we're the ones who were drawing the house, not, not, not those guys. It was, it was Scott yeah. Casey and me. And, and, and we, and it's like, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels even said at the, the Cauliflower Alley Club, he said one of the top three matches he ever has ever seen in his whole career was a hair versus hair with Scott Casey and Eddie Mansfield. Yep. Mansfield and Casey. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. You know, it show. You know that was just magic. It, you know, sometimes yeah. you get with people, then you have magic, and then there's there's sometimes. Yeah. You know, you you no matter how hard you work, it just doesn't mm-hmm. work. 
Well, Eddie, that, that's that's a segue for a great question. I gotta, I have to ask you now. Uh, you're a guy that's been around this a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Yep. When did the magic disappear? Oh God! Um, it, 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 what it, what it, was it, the, it, the, the the catalyst for wrestling in the Southwest in Texas, uh, particularly around? You know, Dallas, Amarillo, Fort Worth, um, th- that area. Uh, what, what you know, happened? I, I, I got to say this. I, one of the proudest sellouts I have ever sold out was Amarillo, Texas. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I sold it out with a black guy by the name of Tiger Conway Jr. Yes, in West Texas in Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And... There wasn't a funk on the card. And I always used to rib Terry about that. You know what I mean? Me and Terry are real close. Yeah. And and I would always say, you know something, Terry? We sold that out without any of you funks on the card. What does that tell you? And and he used to go, okay, fast Eddie. That's enough of that. And so and it's like <laughs> it was, you know, I used to love the ribbing. And, you know, that's how hot. Let me tell you something. Oh, I was God. the hottest hill in Texas for two years. <laughs> I mean, you know something? It, the bottom line was I got over. And 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 not only talking, but I can work. And, and you know, I, only, I only got stabbed seven times in the great state of Texas. Only? So like, <laughs> only? only? Yeah. Jesus, man. You know, the problem was they wouldn't stab me in my ass. They would only <laughs> stab me in my, like my, but, you know, like my <laughs> everywhere else but there. And so it's like, man, come on. And so I, you know, I, I love Texas and I love Texas wrestling. And let me tell you something. When you talk about Texas wrestling, what tepper, uh, separates Texas, real Texas wrestling yeah. from, from wrestling is, let me tell you something. We were hardcore we moved furniture. Yeah, boy. We we did stuff that yeah, only boy. people wish they would do. Well, oh, I mean, we God. we did that for a high spot. Believe me, we were ECW before ECW ever thought about being ECW. Okay. Uh, yeah, no kidding, brother. No shit. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Eddie, Amanda, Amelia, Amanda, mm-hmm. Amelia has a question for you. Well, I've I've been on the phone with like. Amelia's, Amanda's, and uh, and and all kinds. I've of been crazy. called Amanda. It's okay. <laughs> no, um, she's got a question. Amelia Firecracker Chapman. She's got a question for you. So go ahead, Amelia. Shoot. What? Uh, how well did you know Gino Hernandez? I knew she was going to do a Gino question. I just knew. It. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> but, well, of you course, know, she uh, could uh, ask you. She got to ask you about Gino, right? Yes, yeah. of course. Well, Who wouldn't, well, Gino, right? Yeah, Gino, Gino uh, was Paul Bosch's uh, illegitimate son, and mm-hmm. uh, so when you when you when you talk about uh, Gino, mm-hmm. uh, I I got Wahoo to put them together to you know where where Scott and myself had a top spot. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. Well, when you talk about Gino Hernandez, Gino Hernandez had probably one of the biggest breaks in the business because of Paul Bosch. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, Gino, he could get some heat. I mean, he was him and him and Tully. Tully, yeah. it, it's like he dragged Tully along because Gino was so much better than Tully. Exactly. And, um, and so when you when you when you look at Gino Hernandez, um, the handsome half breed. Mm-hmm. is uh you know he his work in the ring was very you know was strong mm-hmm. and and uh god it's hard to he was a he you know i'm just not going to tell you what he always did and always mm-hmm. you know it's none of my business and it's none of your business to know that but yeah. uh bottom line is gino hernandez was good in the ring oh yeah and, that's what that's yeah of course and and you know what he did on his own time—that's separate like from the ring. Yeah, no, no. I just want to know the wrestling part of him. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. I should have made it more clear. Well, Gino Hernandez was, was mm-hmm. probably one of the top heels mm-hmm. uh, in the business. I, I mean, there was mm-hmm. a, there was a couple of young guns like uh, mm-hmm. him, myself, and and. Mm-hmm. And there was, you know, a couple others around the mm-hmm. country, but mm-hmm. uh, we got over. Mm-hmm. And and the difference is, we got over. When we got over, we got over strong. Mm-hmm. That's how come I put him and 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 mm-hmm. dickhead together. Oh, definitely, um, you know, Eddie. You, you brought up something really important, Eddie. Um, you were a heel. You always were a heel. Gino was always a heel. Uh, what was it about Texas that was so heel heavy, and why, why could almost at one point they couldn't even get enough heels? They took a guy like you know Frank Goodish, Bruiser Brody, and mm-hmm. bounced him all over the place. He was a baby face, then he was a heel. Yeah. And then uh, what you know? Yeah, but Oklahoma, let me tell you something about, about about Bruiser Brody. I know you know, and and Frank was a dear friend of mine. Buck Rogley right. and myself used to have a breakfast with 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 Frank a lot, and right. and but you know something, he never got over like in San Antonio like I did. I well, no, I know that. Ever. I know, it, Nobody, it's there, there wasn't a son of a bitch in the world that did what me and Scott Casey did in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. The only guy that broke my record, and and he's. And and he gives me kudos because if I'd have had the damn dome to draw mm-hmm. with the hair versus hair, we would have drew 45,000, 50,000 people. And and so we turned away at the Hemisphere Arena, uh, you know, almost 20,000 people. That's pretty, that's unheard of back then. And Crazy so, man. yeah. And so, and, and so when Shawn Michaels broke my record, when they did, uh, I think it was a WrestleMania there. Uh, hell, if you can't do it with WrestleMania, I can't. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, with millions of dollars it's put in there, you know, there, there wasn't two knobs of goat shit put in our damn, you know. It was either you did it off of TV or you didn't yeah. draw. Because mm-hmm. Joe, Joe Blanchard was cheap, man. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Phillips, you got questions for Eddie Mansfield. Yeah. Um, do you remember when Fritz did the fake heart attack in reunion? No, but you know something. Everything about Fritz is fake, and so 
I never, I never had. That's one. That's just one of the promoters I had not one ounce of respect for. Not only did he kill every one of his damn kids, and 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 do things that was unheard of. You want know I mean to to yeah yeah. To, yeah. Yeah, Eddie, there's uh, a, a lot of people, Eddie, don't know the story that you and I know. They don't know the history that you and I know. For the sake of decorum, let we're going to let them rest in peace. We're not going to go there, but I, I understand where you're going with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you asked me about Fritz, um, Fritz, you know, he, he, he worked at Dallas area very well, and he made a lot of money out of it. Yeah. You know, that Metroplex made him a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And and um, the guy he really screwed is the guy who really made him a lot of money was uh, Playboy Gary Hart. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly. That's I'm glad. And Jimmy, why don't you follow up on that, Jimmy? Well, the, you know, Gary Hart was against that whole idea, you know. But we, you know, we're talking about you know when Texas took a downturn. Right. Me being in East Texas and getting to see world class ever Saturday night and Saturday morning, mm-hmm. man, it, it was uh, when he did that. It it was like somebody they didn't let the air out of the balloon; they popped the balloon. Yeah, boy. yeah, that was in it. attendance. In attendance, never recovered. And you know no. Dallas is a still good wrestling town, but you got to go in there with the right people. You got to have a smart guy, a smart booker, and you you don't need a bunch of agents. You don't need a bunch of bookers. You need one that knows what Thank he's you. doing. Thank you very much. I'm glad I heard that. And, so, and uh, yeah. it, because there there's some good talent in Texas still, mm-hmm. but it's not business anymore. It's friendness, and that does not make you money. You know, ass kissing never made you money. No. Nope. And you and know neither, what I mean by and neither that. Neither did comedy wrestling, either. No, it damn sure didn't. Joke. You know something? That's how I that's how come I never worked Memphis. Mm-hmm. They used to beg me to come in and work mm-hmm. Memphis, and I wouldn't work Memphis because it was a clown show. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. And 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 I and when when Jerry Jarrett called me. You know what I told him? I said, let me tell you something. I don't eat bologna steaks. You understand? Yeah. I eat real steaks. I come from the state of Texas. We eat real steaks. I don't eat wrestler steaks, which is bologna steaks. Bologna blowout, yeah. Uh, You know what I'm talking about. Sure. Mm -hmm. And that's what you made in Memphis. It was a joke. It was a damn joke. At some point, um, wrestling turned a corner in the uh-huh. great state of Texas. It did, and it went from being uh, a hotbed with um, the Von Erichs, the Funks, the Guerreros, the Mansfield, Scott Casey, mm-hmm. people like that, Bruiser Brody, Tiger Conway. Um, all of a sudden, it turns this corner, and there's this heavy element of comedy, and all of a sudden, tag mm-hmm. teams were the big deal. In mm-hmm. Texas, and they seem to have come out of nowhere, Eddie, where it was a singles guy, big man territory. 
Then you had the two-man tags. Then you had the three-man tags. Right. Before you knew it, they had six-man tags, eight-man tags. When the hell did the tag teams throw the single-guy rosters to the wayside? And, and by the way, when that happened, at, by way of Fritz Von Erich, his boys in the Freebirds, they monopolized about four years of wrestling and did absolutely nothing. With tag team. Well, that's, you know, what people don't understand is, is that, uh, you know, myself and uh, Terry Gordy, we we used to tag together. Yeah. And uh, St. Louis, you know, at the Kill and, and the Checker Dome and, sure. and, and places there where we drew big money. Yeah. And, and he, 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 I'll never forget when we were, we were talking. Me and Terry, and and he looked at me and he goes, Ed, what the fuck do they think they're doing in the state of Texas? I said, yeah. you know, they they're, they don't even know what they're doing. You know, the bottom line is, here's here's Fritz von Erich. It's all about his boys, right? Yeah. And that's how come I always work heel, you know, because it, it every it, it doesn't matter whether it was in southeastern. Or, or Southwest, it was always somebody's or or, or uh, world class. It was always somebody's son that I had to go against as yeah. a babyface, right? So you know, me and King Parsons were tag team with 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 uh, oh Skagdar uh, Skag uh, Agbar. And oh, so, Skandar uh, Akbar, yeah, sure. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, I, I worked there for a, a short time, you know, because, you know, when my funny, uh, my money gets funny, I leave. Yeah. And and that's why I left Dallas, because it, yeah. back in the day, he didn't really care. Mm-hmm. And he still didn't care later in the day. And when right. when... To answer your question, it's tough. You know, he he ruled the roost, and he put his boys in in a three man, which was a six man against the Freebirds. Bam, bam, yeah. bam, 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 bam. Same old crap. Boom, 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 boom. You know yeah. something? Michael Hayes never really could get over. You know, you know. What was really funny that Bam Bam told me, you know, which is Terry. Terry mm-hmm. Terry said, you know what that P.S. means? I go, no. He says, pretty shitty. <laughs> <laughs> so he, I'm not the only one that thought that, huh? <laughs> and so. <laughs> no, you're not the only one. And so. Not it, at it, all. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I, hey, I'm just quoting. I'm just quoting. Hey, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just quoting, you know, what it is. It, it is what it is. And the bottom line is that damn Fritz, he not only pushed his boys, he killed his boys. He really did. He really did. And people will never know that story, Eddie. Um, they really won't. And you know something? I don't really give a rat's ass if people know it or not. It's yeah. the friggin' truth. It is the truth. You and mm-hmm. I know that. It's a damn but truth. You, but you and I are of a certain age. We've been around and we know. Uh, mm-hmm. We know the players. Yeah. You know, and, and, I've been, you know, I've been in this business 
48 years, brother. That's a long time. That's well, a long time. I haven't time. been there that long, but it, it, it's. It, I can tell you one thing. I've seen it all. Yeah, I know you have. I, I've, 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 you know, I've dined with kings, and I've also been in the alley eating pork and beans. So it's yes, it that 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 the thing about it is, it is the wrestling business, and it was never looked at as a business, and that's what Eddie Mansfield has always had a stinking problem with. And therein lies you, the problem today. And I think absolutely Eddie, your, it is. You put your finger on what happened to wrestling in Texas. It was oh, not yeah. looked at as mm -hmm. a business. It is a play toy by which a bunch of money marks can play around, play wrestler for a weekend. Well, Eddie Mansfield didn't play wrestler for a weekend with Scott mm -hmm. and Casey. They did it seven nights a week. Twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday, every right. night of the week, 52 weeks a year. Ask Terry Funk, ask Iceman Parsons, ask uh, Tiger Conway, ask Jimmy Valiant, ask Bill mm -hmm. Dundee, ask them all. Mm -hmm. They did this for a living. It wasn't a weekend warrior wannabe act. No, we did this. You know, we this we is did how this they paid their bills. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something. I'll never forget this, Angelo, and you'll appreciate this. I I, I look at one guy and, he, and I ask him, I said, how long you been working? He said, three years. <laughs> I said, three years. Three whole years? <laughs> yeah. I said, three years? I said, uh, how many matches have you had? He said, only about 30. <laughs> I said, well, well, excuse me. I said, I just got to tell you something. You hadn't even been wrestling a damn month. You know what I mean? I yeah. said, I used to have, uh, I, we wrestled over 30 damn matches a month. Mm -hmm. So you hadn't been wrestling three years. You're a joke. <laughs> and I said, this is what's wrong with the damn business now. They let guys like you in that are a joke. And yeah. you not only cannot, you, you cannot talk, <laughs> you cannot work. You cannot yeah. do, you couldn't do squat. You got to, let me tell you something. Here's what I always tell anybody that, that starts a wrestling promotion. If you do not have television, when I, when I did the IWF out of, out of, no. out of universal, I was the first guy to ever sound stage professional wrestling. Yeah, and we, we were nationwide, man. I created smoking guns. I, I, I mean, mm -hmm. Rob Van Dam, all them guys, man. And you know, I had I had huge stars, and so and Kevin Kelly, and and it, you know, it's right. like, okay, Eddie Mansfield has created something. I, I scared the I scared the hell out of him, Angelo. Believe I me. know you did, brother. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, let me tell you something. I, I, made, there. <laughs> I made Vince McMahon's sure. asshole so tight, you know, it, it, mm -hmm. it, Pat Patterson had a tough time getting in it. And so <laughs> I, 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 I can tell you one thing that, that you know, it's, <laughs> hey, Damn. it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> 
Hey, good brother. Well, I love that. <laughs> good one. <laughs> and so, anyway, bottom line is, you know, I put the I put the fear of God of him and 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 WCW. That's when Eric Bischoff called me up and, oh, and yeah, said, yeah. "Hey, hey, can I? Well, hey, can I come in here?" I, I said, "Are you nuts, Eric?" I said, how much money you got to come in here? I said, you know, it, it's kind of like a Chinese laundry in, in New York. No tiggy, no charity. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, you know, would you want to cough up some Benjamins, ATM, Eric? Right. Give me a call back. But for, for right now, we got our own wrestling here. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's talk about that for a half second, Eddie. Um, you're a guy. That's, that's about what it's to... worth a half second. Believe me, you're a guy that's been known to, um, you know, to, to draw people in just by opening your mouth. What happened to the art of the promo? Where did it all oh, go to? Geez. You, you know what happened to the I art know, of the man, promo? It's a Pandora's box. I'm sorry, but I got to ask you the tough questions. Well, you, you know what they are? That's Everybody that, wants to be to this day and time. They all want to be baby faces. Instead of heels. All yeah. right. I was a heel my whole career. And yeah. you know how I drew money? I made it personal. I used to talk about that damn fat ass guy's wife. <laughs> how how she wanted to buy a ticket to see me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, <laughs> and I made hey, let me tell you something. The, the the first time I ever hit Texas, I said, Look, I've been here for a, two weeks now. And I haven't seen a cowboy yet. All I've seen is a bunch of goat ropers. And so you got to make things personal. Absolutely. If you don't make things personal, and 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 I used to tell them, I'm going, you know something? I'm 230 pounds of twisted seal and sex appeal. And your wife is looking at me right now and saying, boy, I wish you looked like that. I mean, and, and so, you know, when you look over there at your fat ass and, and then you look at me, there's no comparison because I'm nine and heavy chains. And what are you? You're, you're minus three. And so it's like, so when you, when you start dealing with stuff like that, yeah, <laughs> you make it personal. That's how Absolutely. you draw money. That's, Love it. That, that's it. Well, that's why you and, and Cowboy Scott Casey were so good together. You you called I mean uh, you called him up and down a nanny goat rider a, yeah a, and a goat a rope pal, a, a mm-hmm. patty pounder and a, yeah he was know, a patty pounder too and I'm and he was a, well you know he, yeah he was also a damn goat roper well, you he's know coming on next week so we'll talk to him about it. yeah and I used to I used to, I used to do it I, I used to do interviews going I'm riding down the road you know in my chauffeur limousine and I look over to the right. And there's Scott Casey over there trying to, the, the, to to rope a bunch of nanny goats. And so that see, that's you gotta that's make it personal. Story, by the way. That's a true story, by the way. People want to know that's a true story. Yeah, it is. I know it is. Nanny goat riding some bitch. <laughs> and so, but it, it's like what would you have to do is like you you have to make it personal. And yeah, you, you got you got to shoot a little bit. And if you don't, you don't hit it, it. It it hit these people at home where it really hurts. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it, why bother doing a damn interview? 
Well, it's just mm-hmm. like Jimmy Phillips just said. You got sometimes you got to shoot a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, I sh- I used to shoot every week. I know, <laughs> brother. I, know. I mean, you know, some it's like Buck Robley used to say. Just tell Lady Mansfield you need three minutes and then it's over. You know, I, yeah, I just absolutely. do what I had to do, and yeah. so I got I got to get over because that's my job. That's right. Absolutely, of course. Of course. You know, one thing, one thing I think really hurt interviews is when Stone Cold and The Rock, and mm-hmm. you know, their stuff was great. Their stuff was funny, but not everybody is Stone Cold, and not everybody's The Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said earlier, comedy in wrestling doesn't, doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hey, just, you know, uh, something it, it I'll never did though, Hey, I'll take my, I'll take my interviews and I'll put them up against uh, the rock or stone cold mm-hmm. any day of the stinking week. Believe me. Well, understand mm-hmm. something. People need to understand this, Eddie. And I'm, I know you're, as humble as you uh, are sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I have to speak on your behalf. But I don't want people to know something because I want to tell you some straight stuff right here. Um, if you listen to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, if you listen to Stone Cold Steve Austin, if you listen to these guys that are the so-called the best promo guys in the business, they all had one prototype that they modeled their careers after promo-wise. You're listening to him on my telephone right now. His name's Eddie Mansfield, the Continental Lover. And that's a fact, Eddie. Now, I know you won't say it, but I have to. Those are guys that they modeled their promos after you. Exactly. And that's that's fact. Exactly. You know? Even Gino Hernandez had to steal your, your shit. <laughs> yeah, he did, and I fucking spanked him for it. And, um, <laughs> well, they had to learn from I'm the sure best really somewhere. Like <laughs> they had to learn well, from the best boy, somewhere. You know, boy. you know, you yeah. know, sweetheart. I don't know if I am the best, but I, I guarantee you that uh, I, I, smack, I, I would lay a smack on you in in a minute, and <laughs> and it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even, you know, it hurt me at all, and. You know, if, if if you'll ever watch my interviews, mm-hmm. I'm I'm one of the first guys to ever look up mm-hmm. that that and talk and then turn around to the camera and stuff. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that there were certain things that I used to do that mm-hmm. that nobody did, mm-hmm. and and you know, walking and talking and mm-hmm. you, you know, 230 mm-hmm. pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal, mm-hmm. a rich woman's lover and a poor girl's dream and. You know mm-hmm. something it is it, it that's the kind of stuff that you got you drive home mm-hmm. and you know you know Shawn Michaels learned from me yes and and when when you when you look at it at Jose Lothario mm-hmm. Jose Lothario told Sean you better copy Eddie Mansfield yes he knows how it to is. get over yeah, and he knows and, and you're his same size mm-hmm. and you watch him get over you'll get over. Yes. And I, you know something, and Sean has given me, mm-hmm. you know, the kudos of that, and I appreciate Sean for that. And absolutely, because, I mean, me and me and Jose used to have freaking matches that that mm-hmm. that that were killer, and yeah. and and he was so much older than I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, and, sure. But but I I 
really enjoyed working with him mm-hmm. because he was yeah. really, really, he was a, a maestro. Mm-hmm. He really was. Jose yeah. Lothario yeah. was a maestro. Yes. And there's not many maestros anymore. No. Yeah, I grew yeah. up watching you guys at Southwest Championship Wrestling. I used to go to the matches in Odessa, Texas every other Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Oh, watching you guys. Odessa, baby. That's it. Yes. That's it. I used to be, yeah. me and my sister Edgar would go County over there with you guys. Coliseum. Yes. Edgar County Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Me and my sister would yeah. go where the wrestlers were and say hi to you guys before the matches and stay with you guys and get autographs all the Did time. Did you ever see Scott me? Casey. And, yes. Yes, me and my sister and Bobby Jaggers was there. I remember that. And I remember when well, Bobby, 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 hey, Bobby yes. Jaggers, Bobby, hey, let me tell you something. That yes. fat piece of shit wasn't with me. <laughs> no, no, but I remember him uh, bat- later on. At, later when on. I was, when yeah. we popped Southwest, mm-hmm. Bobby mm-hmm. Jaggers had no part of that. No, they was Bobby later Jaggers on. Bobby couldn't draw two knobs of goat shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember you and Scott Casey, and I remember all that. Me and my sister would go down there and... Uh, uh, we would see yeah, well, you guys. I tell Eddie right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out on on mm-hmm. on the air from mm-hmm. coast to coast. Uh, Amelia, old firecracker Chapman here. Mm-hmm. She had a thing for the old cowboy when she was a little teenager, like like 15, 14, 15 years old. She had this thing for cowboy Scott Casey. In fact. I got a phone call from Scott today. You weren't supposed to say oh, that. Oh, <laughs> I got a phone call for him. Not in front of Eddie. And that's why he's coming on next week. We're going to talk about that. Oh, I want to see what the goodness hell you did gracious. to this poor guy at, when you were 14, 15 years old. Okay. Yeah, little old porn old Scott. Okay, no problem. <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell that in front of Eddie now. <laughs> Oh, funny. you got you, yeah. You had a sweetness on that. You know something? Who wouldn't? Hey, I mean, come on. You can thank me. You can thank me because you like that little cowboy's ass. Because you know something? He needed a plastic saddle on his hand. You know. And, and the bottom line is, funny. hey, there wasn't many sellouts in Ector County Coliseum, but me and the cowboy did a few. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, and absolutely, and you know, I mean, you you can love him all you want, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. God bless you. And, I would. Those uh, like little crushes, you know. Us yeah, girls, well, you know, something. The, hey, the bottom line is, he ain't no continental lover, and don't no. ever forget it. It's true. It's true. No. Can't argue it. Jimmy Phillips Jr. Let's talk about uh, the Texas wrestling today. You're involved okay. with a group called Global Wrestling. Talk to me about Global. Well, um, like I say, you know, I, I was trained by Iceman King Parsons, and I mm-hmm. trained a little bit with Chris Adams because uh, they switched they switched uh, students there for about six weeks, and uh, but I trained with Iceman for ten and a half months. And okay. uh, and Global Wrestling Federation was working at the Sportatorium at the time. And, um, so that's how I got started and, uh, that's where I started and I worked for Chris Adams on Saturday and then we would go up to more Oklahoma on Sundays. And so, you know, um, it was pretty good for a year and a half that I was there, you know, three days a week. It's a lot better now. I mean, it's a lot better then than it is now, you know, where shows are going once a month Yeah, and, uh, you know, and, uh, 
<clears throat> like you said, money marks, they pop up every two or three months. And, uh, but global was, uh, you know, it, it's always got a piece of, uh, sentimental piece, I guess, cause that's where I started. Uh, me and the promoter owner, Gray Pearson, we're good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Right. I, I just wish it could have stayed open mm-hmm. two to three more months, and I think we, I think it still would have been open. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, because the last you? show, the last show that we did there, this yeah. is what people do. People think that the building was empty when it closed, and it wasn't. The last TV show that we did there, yeah, there was uh, about thirty eight hundred people there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it was almost full. We you know, had. And, um... Jimmy and, and Eddie, we had uh, uh, about four weeks ago, I had uh, Miranda Gordy here, Ter- Bam Bam's daughter. Right. Um, he, was there. he was there when I was there. They oh, brought Bam the free- was, was there with Yeah, you? they brought the Freebirds in to try to help boost it, you know, and uh, it did a little bit. Yeah, Bam Bam was a great guy. I mean, they I, all treated me what, good, I, you know. I brought up, I brought up uh, Miranda Gordy for a reason. Um, she works very old school, very much like her dad. She was trained by a look, a look, her, uh, her trainers were guys like, you know, um, Michael and Jimmy Garvin, you know, and, um, and some of the, the best in Missouri and Mississippi, which is where she is now. But interestingly enough, she's got that old school, old style feel to her. When you watch her, she works a lot like her father. What saddens me about this poor girl is that no one appreciates her work unless they're not seeing what I'm seeing, uh, unless they're looking for the flip flop and flyers. So she's not, know. uh, she's not, uh, what, what's the deal with, uh, James Beard? Brother, I don't know. Um, I I was going to ask Jimmy actually maybe you may that know SWE. I mean, what what what's the, what what's that stuff? Well, I was going to ask Jimmy, Jimmy about that. It was um, it's called Fury. What yeah. happened to that Fury, Jimmy? SWE Fury uh, that's was started. The, that's the one. Yeah. Was it started by uh, a guy named Tom Lance? Um, that's all I'm going to say. Um, he got, uh, James Beard on board with him yeah. and I like James a lot. James helped me a lot when I first started, True. you know, but he's kind of pissed off at me right now and that's fine. The heat's on him. And I ain't got no heat with him. You know I mean? Just right. because, just because we're friends don't mean that we can disagree. We're always going to agree. If I disagree yeah. with you, there's no reason that we have to, be, there, there should not be any heat. We just disagree. Right. Yeah. You know, but anyway, but anyway. Um, then they got, uh, Teddy Long and they got, uh, Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. Uh, they had Tim Storm. They had a good crew. Uh, something happened, uh, as far as management goes, people left. Uh, then Lacey Von Eric got into it. And, uh, last I heard she bought it from some guys. And I Lacey think her. Von Eric bankrupted the company. Let me just tell you straight shoot. Well, um, I, had a I don't, I don't know. For them. Uh, a guy that's been on the uh, the show a few times, Andrew Anderson. It was going down to Texas. It seemed like every couple of weeks it was going to Texas. 
Um, it was going, it was going right down. It was going down before Lacey got involved. Well, well, I can tell you, I don't care what Andrew. Here's, here's I, don't, my, I don't care what Andrew Anderson says. I'm telling you, no, it no, was going stop. down. Hold on a minute. No, 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 no. Back up, brother. I got, I got a jack. I have to jerk a knot in your ass for just a second. Here's what happened. Andrew never said a word. Okay. What was told to me from backstage, the money people, is that Lacey bankrupted the company. She came in, and all of a sudden, it went to shit. Now, what happened between? James Beard and Lacey that the SWE Fury, which was making great headway and was bringing Texas wrestling back. What the fuck happened to this company? Well, when you have 16 to 17 matches in one night. Well, there you and, go. How long? And, you just and, answered uh, my question. And by the fifth match, half the people are leaving. Yeah. You just you just answered my question. That's it. A money mark. A money mark bought it, and they thought they could be a wrestling promoter. And there you go. And, and another wrestling company. And I just want to apologize for Andrew. I thought you were talking about Andrew had said something. No, so, no, 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 no. All right. So Not I apologize word. for that. But no, I will what I'm say this: is that Andrew was going down. Yeah, he was a lot. Him it, and it, Kevin Sullivan were going down to work. Yeah, it was a it was a, put in a pretty good spot. Well, yeah, Andrew was, and I he was in a good spot. All, all I wanted to find out was what the hell happened in Texas with Fury that all of a sudden this great company went belly up overnight, literally uh, like overnight. But Angelo, I can tell you, uh, I don't know all the details, but it was going down. Yeah. Before Lacey got involved, okay, and, uh, and and I think, and I don't think she knew how bad it was, right? And um, because she bought those guys out, yeah. So, okay. I, I'm not sure who's saying that she bankrupted the company, but um, that came from one of the investors. <laughs> well, I. I I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would believe that. I don't know if I would believe that because I think she got out when she knew that it was a sinking yeah. ship. And the reason yeah, why well. I say that because uh, she's been pretty successful in her own business dealings, you know. Well, and that's why I'm surprised that she gets involved with this company and it's losing money the minute she goes in. I don't think she knew. That, and that's the truth. What you just said is the truth. She didn't know what she was walking into. Yeah. That's the truth. And, you know, and, and one thing that's hurt Texas wrestling now, or uh, I'm not going to say I hurt it, but it did put a black eye. There's a, yeah. a group called World Class Pro Wrestling that is coming back. They're running. They're trying, and, uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Eddie, are you familiar to... with this group? Me or Eddie? Eddie. Oh, okay. Eddie, are you there, bro? Did we lose him? Did I lose Eddie? Sounds like a car. No, I'm here. Oh, okay, you're in your car. So, yeah, Eddie, what, um, what we were talking about was the uh, uh, SW Fury. Um, so here's the question I have then. Uh, what does Texas need to do? You're a guy who knows the, the, uh, the landscape well. What does Texas need to do 
to recoup its once great glory, there is a company coming in called World Class. They're trying to revitalize the original World Class name. Do, do they have a chance, or should they should they stop now before they get going? Well, to tell you the truth, they need to stop before they get going. Um, you know I what agree. they're trying to do? That's 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 S.W. Fury, and uh, that's James Beard and them. They're they're what they're trying to do is 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 uh, try to create the magic, and you know never happen. Well, the magic shots going to happen. You know something? No. It'll never happen. You, you well, well, you know the problem is you got you got uh, the devil in there trying to damn book, and you know the devil is a devil. Yeah. And so that's Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. Oh, I know. And so, and and you know the book is the book, and he can't he can't book fucking Texas wrestling. No, you know, Mm-mm. I mean, you know, to me, he can't book any fucking wrestling. <laughs> and um, okay, that's just me. Yeah, and, you know, I guess and Kevin I ain't mean, coming back. I on don't my mean show. to be <laughs> ugly about it. You know what I mean? I don't mean to yeah. be anything about it, but but the truth. Sure. And I just Absolutely. don't believe that yeah. that that he can do what he needs to do. Yeah, you know, I hear you, brother. At all, I'm not. I'm not sure anybody can unless they. That's just uh, me. I, I don't think anybody can unless they have got some uh, wrestling smarts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're okay with losing their ego. You got to get TV. Yeah, and you need I one. Hope they're okay with losing their money too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it. You, it you know, if you think you're going to run a wrestling show and, and make ten grand, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't it does not work that way. You, you, you better got make to have a lot more than ten grand on your first show. Mm-hmm. You, you, you got to have about forty grand to invest. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree one hundred percent. I'm just saying, but that's what people think. You know. See, well, when I left global, is, when I left guys, global, I went. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, when I left Global, I went out to uh, no, North go Carolina. Ahead and, 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 yeah, talk about Global. Go ahead. Well, go when ahead, I Jay. left Global, I went out to uh, North Carolina. Then I went to Georgia. And uh, uh, it was basically the same thing. I mean, I, I wasn't – it was small independents. I'm not trying to put myself over. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. It was small independents. But then when I came back to Texas and tried to go to work, guys were working for free. Guys yeah. were working for ten to fifteen bucks, and I'm like, man, I didn't, I didn't pay my dues for that, brother. I'm gonna. So, can I interject something? Jimmy? Well, that's what killed the business. Hey, let me tell you something. That's what's killed the wrestling business, right there, brother. I want to tell you what killed the wrestling business when guys started paying promoters so they could work. Oh, yeah. 
There are guys that I know guys right now in Texas, Louisiana, and Florida that are actually paying promoters mm-hmm. to be on a card. Yep. When you have to do that, well, you really don't you business. really don't want you don't want to know my answer to that deal. Right oh, there. yes, I do. Yes, the hell I do. Yes, sir, I do. Uh, well, I can tell you what. Don't you ever, ever say that Eddie Mansfield tried to kill the wrestling business because you're all full of bullshit. Absolutely. Yep. As far as I'm concerned, Eddie Mansfield was one of the saviors of the wrestling business. Were it not for you, a lot of guys... Well, I tried. Hey, let me tell you something. I tried my best to do the right thing. And and you know something? Bottom line is, I, I tried to, to get us benefits and, and yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, other people didn't see it that way. Right. And I really don't give a rat's ass what they see. All, all I see is they're they're jealous, mm-hmm. and sure. they 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 don't want to do anything that that would help our business. Yeah, you know that. Well, I'll tell you what, Eddie. Thank thanks to you, there are a number of wrestlers in the Northeast right now who actually have health coverage, mm-hmm. thanks to Eddie Mansfield, mm-hmm. and thanks to your willing to well, put yourself I'm out there in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. And that's a fact. That's a shoot, straight shoot. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who the promotion is, but I know them. I know them well. The promoter is a dear friend of mine. Um, I'm going to respect his privacy and his money, quite frankly. Um, But there are a number of people between Texas and Florida, Texas, Louisiana, and Florida, in fact, specifically, that these guys are actually paying promoters to go to work. Right. And, and I think that's an absolute travesty. I think that killed the business. When you have to pay a promoter to work, do yourself, do me, do the business a favor, and get the hell out. Because that's not what we're here for. Right. We're here to make money. No, we're and, not. And if you can't make money with your work, then you don't deserve to fucking work. There you go. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Yep, absolutely. You know, you know, you know, know there's a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of people that think that wrestling boots aren't a big deal. That's bullshit. Who is going to take you serious? Yeah, well, if you can't wear wrestling boots, you don't. You don't need to. You don't need to be mm-hmm. in the damn ring. No. You're exactly right. Who's That's gonna take me. you? Who's gonna take you as a uh, as a professional if you look like a bum? That's part of your gear. That's part of your exactly. appearance. Right. That's exactly right. You know. I mean, if you look like a guy in the second row, it really doesn't matter, does it? And thank Dude. thank you so much, Eddie. Thank you so much because that's where we're going. That's where we're going with this. You got people in the audience. That looked like they could beat up some of the guys in the ring. <laughs> they could. They, I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's the point I'm trying to make. When the audience looks tougher than you, you're mm-hmm. in the wrong business. Get out. Join the circus. Yeah. Be an acrobat. Go uh, become not a tumbler. Do something like that because you're not cut out nor built for the wrestling business. 
What happened to guys that were built like Eddie Mansfield and built like Iceman Parsons and built like the Bruiser and yes. built like you know Bulldog Brower and Bulldog Bob Brown and guys like Bob Roop? Bob Roop would rip your fucking head off. Mm-hmm. Where, where can you where can you shoot. make money? Mm-hmm. It's because you can't make money anywhere but one place. You know when there are, no uh, Jimmy, there were guys that were making a full time living just in Texas. They never had to leave Texas. No, I'm talking about now though. Oh, now. Yeah. Oh no, now you better be prepared to travel the world to, to get a job. Yeah. You know, There's... because otherwise you're not going to get paid. Yeah. And, and also that happened with a couple uh, with the promotion that we're talking about. Guys, not getting paid. Well, here's the other part. So, when you're spending money to make money, you're not breaking even. I assure you, you're not breaking even. No, no, you know, no. Well, it is up on the eight o'clock hour. I have to say goodbye to Eddie Mansfield. Eddie, I love you, my brother. I gotta cut you loose tonight, okay? Okay, you have a good one. Be good tonight. Right, Thank you, Eddie. Thank you guys so much for everything. Thank hey, you so much. You a couple days, bro. You got it. Take care, bro. Bye-bye. All right. Well, <laughs> it's just us chickens back here. And, and you know, and you know something else, Angelo, that has hurt the business is that people people are afraid to stand up to a promoter now. Oh, well, yeah. let's talk about that. I want to ask you a question about your career, Jimmy. But I want, okay. One of the reasons I wanted you back here when we're talking about Texas wrestling. You're a guy who had, you know, fairly decent success on the indies, okay? Because you have a size, you have a look about you, you're a big guy, and, and you're very physical, okay? I would, without even knowing who you worked for, I would venture to say that you were probably one of the three or five biggest guys in your company without knowing anything about your company. Probably five. Probably number five. Okay. Because when I first started. That is, if you look at the trend, and um, Amelia, and 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 I want you to comment on this too. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you, if Jimmy and Amelia, if you look at the trend of guys right now, that are entering the business, you'd be hard-pressed, really hard-pressed, mm-hmm. to find a guy that even comes close to 5'10 or 6 foot. Mm-hmm. They're oh, all 5'7", yeah. 5'8", five, five, okay? Mm-hmm. They're all, you'd be, again, you'd be hard-pressed to find the guy over 200 pounds without being a big, fat piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay? Yeah. You'll find guys over 200 pounds, but they're out of shape. They can't mm-hmm. work. You're lucky if they can get in the ring, let, let alone take a bump, mm-hmm. let alone run the rope. Yeah. Yeah, because of that the training camps that they guess. have. My third guess would be mm-hmm. nobody's training them. That's my no. biggest fucking pet peeve. Jimmy, Mm-mm. let's talk about this. And mm-hmm. then I want Amelia, I want to ask you a couple questions, Amelia. Okay. 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 So, Jimmy, let's talk about this. Talk to me about what happened, your experience working in the Indies. What happened that 
dissuaded you that that said, you know what, I can't do this anymore. This is not not for me anymore. Because you did have that conversation. Yeah, uh, pay and getting stiff by promoters. And then, uh, you know, we mentioned a guy earlier. Yeah. Eddie did. And uh, yep. you you confirmed the name. And yes, sir. anyway, I don't want to get in that because yeah. I'll get well, a bunch of heat for saying his name. And I, and I just but we were. Something. I just and I, hold on, Jimmy. I just want to say something real quick. I know all the players involved here in, in pretty much every wrestling era and, and genre. <laughs> I've been around a long time. I have a lot of friends in the business, and I know a lot of people, a lot of people in the wrestling business. And a lot of them are in Texas because mm-hmm. Texas is, and Jimmy, you know this, Amelia, you know it being mm-hmm. in Texas. Yes. Texas was a territory unto itself. Yes. Okay. There were seven full-time territories mm-hmm. just in the state of Texas. And I yep. want people listening to to really hear what I'm saying. You know, Eddie Mansfield gave me a great compliment at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. He said, watch Angelo's show. You're going to learn something. Well, I'm going to throw some, some knowledge on you right now. Mm-hmm. Texas was the single, the single largest proponent of mm-hmm. wrestling in the entire United States. There was more wrestling coming out of Texas than New York, Chicago, L.A., yep. and Florida. Combined. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's right. Period. Mm-hmm. Not even disputable. Period. Yep. Now you're starving for wrestling in Texas. Mm-hmm. You've got fly-by-night promotions popping up because a guy's got a couple thousand dollars that's burning a hole in his pocket. Oh, mm-hmm. I won't be a wrestling promoter. Oh mm-hmm. boy, let's get the Billy yeah. John from down the street and let's get Betty Sue and we can mm-hmm. build a ring and woohoo and we'll mm-hmm. have us a show. Yeah, don't work that way, guys. It nope. costs money. It costs a lot of money. My mm-hmm. first show cost me fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That's the truth. My my first show cost me fifty grand mm-hmm. in Atlantic City. Yep, in a casino. Okay, that was a long time ago, and I've been back to that casino a lot of times since then. You know. But they never, it's funny, they never had wrestling again after that. I was the first and only, first, last, and only wrestling show they ever had in that casino. Mm. I spent 50, but I made a hell of a lot more. Good for you. I was able to pay Vader. I was Mm -hmm. able to pay Jimmy Snooker. I was able to pay Breaker Morant. I was Mm -hmm. able to pay... The Patriot, mm-hmm. okay. These are were the names I knew. These guys, and I, you know, a couple of them are gone now. Right. Mm-hmm. But I knew these guys. Mm-hmm. They worked for me. They would have did it for free. But mm-hmm. that's not the way I roll. You work for me, you get paid. Mm-hmm. You know. Here's the thing, though. Texas used to be the place, mm-hmm. and now it's not. What no. happened? Jimmy, what happened? I think when the guys, uh, when they lost the TV, mm-hmm. like you said, uh, penny pension mm-hmm. promoters, mm-hmm. promoters that don't pay, they want you to work. Oh, but there's no paying. 
Mm -hmm. We ran out of money. We didn't make yeah. it at the house. Well, you know what? If you didn't make it at the on the house, that's not my fault. Yeah, we agreed to a price. You know. Yeah, and uh, you're right. You're right. And here's uh, the thing: like Eddie Mansfield said, if you don't have television, you don't have a show. No. Nope. Here's why. And let me just throw some math at you, okay? Amelia, you deal with numbers all day, okay? Mm-hmm. You got a 5,000-seat venue, and I'm being generous, mm -hmm. okay? A 5,000-seat venue, let's just give it a conservative ticket price, 10 mm -hmm. bucks for a ticket, okay? Mm -hmm. That's 5,000 seats at $10 a piece. Let's mm -hmm. figure out the math. What's the math on that? 50 grand? Mm-hmm. Okay. Fifty thousand. Now you've got to pay your ring crew. You got to pay your boys, your referee. You got to pay the people working your concession stand. You got to mm -hmm. pay the doctor. You got to mm -hmm. pay the insurance company. You got to pay um, the ambulance crew to come out because you have to have an ambulance. You got to pay the fire department. God forbid if there's a, a fire in the building, who's going to put it out? Okay. You got 50 grand. Guess what, Amelia? I yep. just spent about 15 to 18 grand of that 50 grand. Mm -hmm. Now or you got to pay. Yeah. And now you got to pay your boys. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they don't work cheap. No. Not anybody that's worth their salt. They don't work cheap. No. You're going to pay anywhere from 300 to 500 dollars a head. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about no 20 or 30 buck local guy. No. I'm talking about the names that you bring mm -hmm. in. Okay. You got to pay for your advertising. Mm -hmm. And the right? rental of the building. Your poster. You got to pay mm -hmm. for your tickets. Yes. They ain't cheap to print up. No. Posters ain't cheap. Mm -mm. A radio commercial ain't cheap. No. Guess what? I just spent another probably 3500 maybe five grand of mm -hmm. your money. Mm -hmm. Okay. So out of 50 grand, maybe you got probably less than half of it left. Mm -hmm. All right. So now you're supposed to, what are you supposed to do with that? You're supposed to take that money and bankroll that to your next show. There's yes. one problem though. You don't have enough for your next show. Nope. Okay. You want to know what's wrong with the wrestling business? Do the math. Yep. Because I just did it for you. Yeah. Exactly. Amelia, let me talk to you now. I got some questions okay. for you. Okay. You're growing up in Texas. You're watching guys like Eddie Mansfield, Scott Casey, Gino mm -hmm. Hernandez. Yeah. Gino's your, uh, clearly everybody knows by now. Amelia is a Gino <laughs> Hernandez guy. That's her boy. There you go. <laughs> She's giving yeah. me that look. Gino, Gino's the boy. Okay, and and maybe Tully as the second runner-up. Oh know. God, no, 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 no. Uh, uh. It was he's a, just to have he's that like Eddie forward. even said. Uh, uh. No. That question was Gino was just to have Gino was on. carrying Tully. Okay, he, Oh my God, please, Gino carried <laughs> Tully every day. Exactly. Me? Here's the question I have for you: yes. When you're a 15, 16 year old, maybe 17 year old fan. Mm -hmm. Growing up in Texas. First of all, I'm just assuming you. How old were you when you started watching? Um, my dad was taking me to wrestling matches when I was four. Okay. So you're watching, <laughs> I remember. So you're watching wrestling as a little tyke. Okay. A little bitty thing, yes. So you're growing up watching this stuff. 
And, and of I course, was, Gino mm-hmm. is your guy the whole way. Now. I was 12, I think, when he passed away. Yeah. Okay. So and now then, you're, mm-hmm. you know, but you continue, even though you're mourning, even still 40 years yeah. later, you're still mourning mm-hmm. for, <laughs> for Gino. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I named my dog after him. Here's okay. the question so. I have, though. <laughs> it's a serious question. Mm-hmm. What kept you interested in wrestling? After Even he your passed, guy, well, here's the thing. Even mm-hmm. though your favorite guy passed away, uh-huh. even though, um, you know, there's nobody to like really root for anymore, you mm-hmm. still watched it. What was it that kept you like on the TV or like going to the shows? What kept um, you interested? Oh, like Southwest Championship Wrestling, of course, you still have the Scott Casey's, you still have the Bobby Jaggers, you still had Bobby Fulton coming in, and right. all these Shawn Michaels when he was not and, as you know, Bobby Jaggers is a bad word around here. So. Well, no, not like, you know, but, and then we had Bobby you know, Fulton come in. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then we had Bobby Fulton coming in, yeah. and then we had Shawn Michaels right. coming in sure. when he wasn't as cocky as he is now. You mean uh, when he was like, like pudgy and shit? When he was yeah. nice, now when he was nice, uh, well, yeah. And well, you know, like a little, it wasn't, well, sure he was, was really, younger, he was a little pudgy. He, he was really he, a nice guy in the beginning, he really was. Yeah. He was a sweet, kind guy. And then, that's when what then, happens when you get money you get money yeah. and you get an ego. And then Southwest Championship Wrestling just disappeared, and then that was it. We didn't have any wrestling whatsoever, right? And then we were like, oh my god, WWE is coming. Oh my gosh, you know, great. Well, before and that, you had, didn't have anything. If I'm not mistaken. No, wait a minute now. Uh-huh. Southwest disappeared, uh-huh. and then you had world class. Right, but we were in we were in Odessa. We couldn't travel to Dallas. It was like five hours away. So we didn't well, even get it on TV. Television, though, they had TV. We couldn't get it on our stations. Oh, at all. oh so, in other yeah. words. World class. It's funny because I got world class in New Jersey. I couldn't get it in ours. But, we, I've heard we would that. Just, but we I've would hear it. People in Texas couldn't get it, but mm-hmm. people in California could. Yeah, yep. we couldn't that get it in weird. our station. Jimmy, yeah. how did that work, bro? I uh, I have heard that some of the uh, it had to do with the other promotions. Yeah, yes. and some and of the then, syndicates. Oh, well, did, did yep. they have like partnership deals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then KTVT Channel sense. 11 just got so big, you know, mm-hmm. and then Channel 39 with the yeah. uh, 300 Club, mm-hmm. it was Channel 39 in uh, Dallas, mm-hmm. you know, that got so big. So then you yeah. couldn't keep them off. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, yeah. and their TV, company, and right? their TV was just killing everybody. Yeah. yeah. That but was going back, but going back to what, um, what has hurt Texas wrestling? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. is the same thing they heard it years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, money is one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it do? You, uh, do we remember Fred Barron? Oh, Fred Barron's please the Coke dealer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember him. There you go. Keyword. Coke. Yeah. So, I mean, his, Fred Barron, his his reputation in mm-hmm. the wrestling business was like a pariah. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was. They called Fred Barron's was. They called him the Herb Abrams of Texas mm-hmm. because he and, was. And like, still and and uh, and they're still the going Cowboy on. There's still it's still going on. There's a there's a one that 
uh, started a company, you know, we discussed earlier. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say a name, you know, get myself in trouble, you don't, you don't have but, he's a, but he's a piece First of, of all, shit. Freedom of speech here. Nobody's going to bust you for mm-hmm. nothing. But he's a piece yeah. of shit and he knows he's a piece mm-hmm. of shit. And that's why, yeah. you know, I've said, you know, if boys were still boys, they wouldn't work for that sorry piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And it would get him out of the wrestling business instead of helping him stay in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. You look well, at, you can go back, time. you can go back and you can look at every promotion he's ever started, ever been a part of, and it's always died. And one reason is, is because, uh, powder. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, Jimmy. So, and Amelia. Mm-hmm. Professional wrestling has had this long relationship with cocaine and cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. It's been going on a long time. It happened with Fritz's company, with his boys. Mm-hmm. It happened with Southwest. Yes. It happened with Herb Abrams. It happened with the UWF, both mm-hmm. Herb's group and Cowboy Bill Watts's group. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So Texas is not immune. It's also Oklahoma, Texarkana. It's yeah. uh, uh, Kansas City. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you name it. The, the whole... Basically, the whole junction of the Bible Belt was a Coke mm-hmm. Bowl. I mean, yeah. if you were to call, call yeah. a state of space, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, yeah, yeah, oh, Smoky, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, when Eddie mm-hmm. talks about Memphis, he mm-hmm. ain't kidding. Mm-hmm. It was a clown show. Let yeah. me remind everybody that mm-hmm. it was Memphis that gave us Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler. By the way, mm-hmm. I yes. knew, I knew Andy Kaufman. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anybody who knows uh, listens to this show, mm-hmm. they know they've heard me tell the story. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Kaufman was a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and uh, but I also knew and I didn't know as well, but I knew Jerry Lawler. In mm-hmm. fact, Jerry Lawler uh, cut us a nice video, he made a nice video for this show when uh, my late co host Jeff the Ref Robinson passed away, the guy mm-hmm. that we named the Ref's Roundtable after. Uh, Jerry made a really nice, a beautiful, fitting tribute video. Uh, that's on our site. You can go onto our YouTube channel and see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler talking about Jeff the Ref Robinson, and um, and Jerry was. I actually introduced Jerry three or four, probably four times now at mm-hmm. various wrestling events, including I I introduced two of his matches in Wildwood, New Jersey. Back at the uh, the old convention center in Wildwood. Now they've got this big monster building that's huge. In fact, WWE is there probably like once every other month. Um, but the problem, going back to what Jimmy was talking about, the problem is money. Mm-hmm. I think the other problem is people taking it seriously, Jimmy. Yep. People that they want to they want to play games. They want to like, let's play wrestler. Well, mm-hmm. this is not play wrestler. This is professional wrestling. Yep. This is this is money. This is mm-hmm. big money and real money for people who want to take it serious. OK. And if you take it seriously enough, guys like Tony Khan and Vince McMahon will pick mm-hmm. up their phone and call your phone. Mm-hmm. OK. It still happens if you take the business serious. Yep. Um, 
Sadly, though, I'm in the same boat as Jimmy and Amelia. I am no longer a huge fan of mm-hmm. wrestling. I don't need to be. I know everybody, pretty much everybody in the business, including people working for Vince McMahon and Tony Gunn. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people in both promotions. I know people with Ring of Honor in New Japan as well. Okay? It doesn't change the fact that I still don't like the product I see. Right. It's bad. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. Because nobody's taking, they're not taking the time to work. Everybody's in such a rush to do a high spot, to do a flip, a tumble, uh, show off their acrobatic skills. Well, exactly. You me. Look, just because you can play a great guitar solo mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're a great guitarist. Nope. You mm-hmm. know? You sound great by yourself, but how about if I put your guitar solo with a band? Okay? Chances are you're not going to fit in with that band because you're so used to playing your own guitar solo. Yep. You dig what I'm saying? Yep. Mm -hmm. So these guys that are flip-flop and flying, doing all this acrobatic stuff and setting themselves on fire and all this other crazy shit, Mm -hmm. have fun. Enjoy your career because it's going to last about Eight minutes. I'm looking at my mm-hmm. clock. It's going to last mm-hmm. about eight minutes. That's mm-hmm. how long of a career you have. I you know what? guys whose career 30 years, mm-hmm. 40 years. I knew a guy whose career was 54 years. Okay? 54 years. His name was Bruno San Martino. Mm-hmm. And he was the longest reigning champion in the history of wrestling. Period. And he's federation. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I knew Dominic Danucci. This show was the last podcast, the last interview ever done by Dominic Danucci before he passed away. We had his very last interview. And that some people say, even his family says, it was the best interview he ever did, was our interview. That's not me blowing smoke. That's mm-hmm. Dominic Danucci's family saying. Right. That we did the best mm-hmm. interview with Dominic. Okay? It's his daughter, in fact. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people who say to me, oh, Angelo, Mad Dog, why are you such, why are you so angry, Mad Dog? You want to know why? You just heard an hour and a half of it. That's mm-hmm. why. Thank you, Eddie Mansfield. I love you. God bless you, brother. <laughs> I love you so much. I owe so much to that man. You don't even know. I I owe him so much. Such a great guy. I've known him for a long time now. And he's a great guy. And he never said no to me. Never said no. Mm-hmm. He, he said, I'll be there. And here he is. Mm-hmm. And he's never been on camera me, with, me, with, with me, that little bastard. I'm getting all excited. <laughs> I'm getting he's never been on camera with me. <laughs> but one day I'm going to pull out a $100 bill and get you know, me, for you here for your time. <laughs> me and uh, me and Eddie, we have a mutual friend. Who that? Scott Vaudry, and he says the same thing about Eddie. I've only met Eddie one time. Is at the Red Basting Shootout in Dallas. Oh my and God, Red! You're it, we oh just, my God, he said my buddy. Oh, Red Basting. And I we just, uh, you know, funny and story. we just, uh, we just said hi. Hey, you doing? Nice to meet you. And that was it. I, you know, uh, he was talking, and I was talking. 
you know, but we do have a mutual friend and he says the same thing about Eddie. I went to New York with a dear friend of mine who's now deceased. Hang out with Red Bastine and his wife. Okay. Red was a good friend of mine. Dear, dear friend of mine. I loved Red. Whenever he would come to the East Coast, we'd meet at Mario's in New York. 61st and Lexington Avenue. In case you want to know where it's at, that's the place. That was my hangout with Red Bestine. We go in there one day. We're having, we're supposed to have lunch, okay? I do the air quotes, lunch. Okay? <laughs> right, Amelia? We're going to have right. lunch. Right. So here's what we do. I go in. I'm sitting there. He comes in. He and his wife, his lovely wife, beautiful woman. She's still around. Um, Sit at the table. I'm there with my friend. Red comes in. They sit down. He orders a bottle of wine. Okay? We order a couple bottles of wine. We're drinking. We're telling stories. He's telling stories from the old days, right? Back in the 40s and 50s, right? Mm -hmm. Like way back. Way back when. When wrestling was far more shoot, Jimmy, than people Mm -hmm. realize. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And we're talking and we're drinking and we're talking and we're drinking. And I'm realizing... We don't have any food in front of us. Yeah, I forgot lunch. <laughs> Where's lunch? <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting, the more I'm drinking, I'm feeling kind of like feeling good. <laughs> but I'm hungry. <laughs> and we sat there, long story short, almost six hours drinking with nothing in front of us <laughs> but a bowl of chips and pretzels. Okay. He leaves, and my friend and I go, we look at each other and go, we can't drive home. Our wife's going to kill me if I drive home like this. Because I'm shit-faced, and I live in Jersey, and we're in New York, and it's going to take me till Wednesday to get home. He says, are you hungry? I said, brother, I got to get some food because I can't drive home. So we ordered the biggest fucking plate of pasta you could imagine with meatballs the size they could choke a horse. These meatballs look like baseballs, Jimmy. I mean, I'll tell you what, Amelia, they mm-hmm. brought this plate out. It took up half the table. Okay? <laughs> but I inhaled every last strand of that spaghetti. I was so fucking hungry. Within an hour, I was sobered up. We got our bearings. I finally got home Keep in mind, this is a Saturday afternoon when I finally got home, mm-hmm. 4 o'clock Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Okay? At the time. 4 o'clock in the morning, Sunday. I just, because I forgot where I lived. <laughs> <laughs> I spent all day in that bar getting drunk with Red. Oh, man, he was a great guy. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Jimmy, you are a hell of a storyteller. I'm glad that uh, you and Eddie could talk a little bit tonight. Amelia, yes. very, uh, very, very, I'm very pleased with you. Very uh, interesting first time out. You talked a lot. I like that. That's a good thing. Because <laughs> last week you were, no, last week, the week before, you were shy. You were really shy. Were I you was, with us last week? I was, yeah. No, you were with us last week. I was, I had See, I was quiet I in the background. Anything. So, in background, <laughs> I was you were just like the wallpaper. <laughs> You didn't move. She did great tonight, huh? Yeah. Oh, right. oh she talked. She opened yeah. her mouth. She talked. But then again, Jake's not here, and we all had more room to talk. <laughs> well, 
You know how they say, I don't interrupt you, right? <laughs> they say, don't interrupt. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I interrupt? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I said, remember how you said you don't like to be interrupted when you're talking? So that's yeah. why you were talking. And I didn't interrupt you. So that's why. Well, okay. There you go. <laughs> so next time when you talk, I'll no. shut up. No, 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 no. You, you know how you were talking? So I said, I'm not interrupting you when you were talking. So Okay. Well, if you want to talk, just tell me shut yeah. up. No, I'm not going to do that. I would Why not do everybody that. else? <laughs> Just tell him to oh, take so, a powder so you can say something. Oh, yeah, so, exactly, I, so right? I'm the only one that can tell you to shut up? <laughs> well, no, everybody tells me to shut up. It's like a I, way of life around this joint. <laughs> I would never good. do that. Well, I would never what, do we, that. Um, I would we never have, tell you to shut up. This was a really, really good show tonight. I, I just want to say thank you to Eddie. Eddie mm -hmm. Mansfield is always a welcome. Next week, Next week, we have an interesting show. We got a very, very interesting show next week. It's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be something. But we got Scott <laughs> Casey here next week. We also have next week, uh, we're going to have Scott Casey on Tuesday. On Thursday, Amanda, Amelia, I keep wanting mm -hmm. to call you Amanda. I don't know why. But on I get Thursday, called Amanda. I don't know. On, on Thursday, we're going to have John Cosper here. Okay. John Cosper is an author, a wrestling book author, who just did the book Wahoo mm -hmm. with Karen McDaniel. And they were our guests a couple of weeks back. That was my that dad's favorite book? wrestler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's that, Jimmy? Say is that a good book? Oh, brother. Great book. I heard it was. Oh, great. But you got to get it. In yeah. fact, um. If you get it, if you order yours from John, he'll sign it from you for you. For okay. You. All right. Yeah. And you can go on the Karen McDaniel's Facebook page mm -hmm. and buy it off of her and Karen will sign it for you. All right, good. Yeah, great, great people. They're very uh, very accommodating. Mm -hmm. So that's what's going on next week. We got Cowboy Scott Casey and John Cosper. We are going to two shows a week. The refs round table will continue. Bigger, bolder, better, and better than ever. Um, without my uh, my little buddy Jake uh, Hudson, Jake will be he will be back with us at some point, but he needs a little rest right now because we have to kind of figure out where Jake's going to fit in at. But I promise you, everybody asking about Jake, he will be back. Um, believe it or not, we actually have. People going, where's Jake? Um, great podcast. Thank you, Schmidt. Thank you, Darren. Uh, thank uh, Jake was actually in the uh, in the chat room tonight. Wow, how about that? Huh. That's interesting stuff that Jake watched the show. But he will be back. So I mean, don't worry about it. It's just I, I just had to like figure out what I want to do. Um, want to thank Jimmy uh, Phillips, Jimmy. Um, though your career may be over as a baseball player. I still think you got a hell of a career in wrestling management or maybe mm -hmm. even promotion. Absolutely. If there's anything I can do well, to help you out, just to hit me up. Let me know. We April 30th. Yes, sir. We are having a fundraiser in Detroit, Texas. Okay. It's about 13 minutes from Paris, Texas. Small town. Okay. Our mm -hmm. school, our baseball team, we don't have a lot. So we're going to have a, we're going to have a benefit show for our baseball team. Mm. We got some good guys coming in. I uh, got some good guys, and uh, um, who you got? We got uh, Action Jackson from Dallas. 
Mm-hmm. Actually, he's from Texarkana, Arkansas, but he's been okay. he's been in, in uh, he's been in the Dallas area for a long time. He's been to Japan, Puerto Rico. Okay. Wow! And um, got Scott well, Murdoch, who was trained by Doctor Destiny Williams. Who's okay? I really don't know why somebody God. has not picked him up. Hmm. I knew uh, Doctor Death. He was a great guy. Rushed his soul. Yes. Yeah. And um, oh man. Well, if I can hook you up with a name, would you take him? Yes. I'm going to call I appreciate it. And, uh, and um, I got to call you, too, so let me know when it's a good time to call you because uh, uh, remember how we talked about sponsorship? That ain't got to. Huh? <laughs> Not till next week, Jimmy. I got a lot going on. Yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's fine. I know you're busy. That's why well, I want you to my... tell me. I want yeah. you to uh, text me. When you when you're available, because I got some good news and uh, terrific. Well, you know, you I, can't, know I can't let any beans everyone I, out know, of the bag just, yet, but I will. You just re- you just reminded me. Um, I want to thank everybody um, for the uh, the wishes of condolence um, uh, on the passing of my father. Um, you guys have been absolutely amazing, um, and you took some of the hurt off. You took yep. some of the burden off, and uh, I've been under a lot of stress this last couple of weeks, especially this last week. I've been a little unhinged. Um, it took me a couple of days to get my shit together and <laughs> and refocus. You know, sometimes. I understand. I just, yeah, well, you know, that's like sometimes you just have to like blow it off and let it go, yep. and then uh-huh. then regroup. I did yeah. that. That's right. Yeah. I, I did that when I took my dog for a walk. <laughs> There's nobody around. I just blew it out. Let it out. Okay. So now, yeah. now that I'm back and mm-hmm. I have my faculties about me, well, some people would, uh, you know, they might adjudicate <laughs> that issue, whether Angelo has his faculties at all. But yes, I do. Um, Jimmy, we will definitely get together. I promise you no later than Wednesday of next week. Um, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to cut you out of here. All right. Because uh, we are, I'm going to say goodnight to my co host and uh, mm-hmm. tell her what a great job she did. So I'm going to kick <laughs> the ass out of here, brother. Take All right. Care. I will see you in a couple of days, Jim. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. You Have a good night, Jimmy. All right, kids, you and me. Hey. <laughs> well, I'll tell yes. you what. What? I'm proud of you. You did good tonight. You held oh. your own. If you can hold your own with Eddie uh-huh. Mansfield. Oh my gosh! <laughs> he's ain't he a pistol? Yes, Man, he's a trip. And did you see how quickly I said? Oh, I apologize. I just meant his career. I didn't say oh, anything. Man, he's, oh, he's I slid right in there, didn't I? Well, you know what it is. <laughs> you got to remember something. Mm-hmm. And it goes. His training was a lot of what he did was mm-hmm. was off the cuff. Mm-hmm. His training was on the job training. Yes, they didn't have schools was. back then. Mm-hmm. They learned wrestling by getting in the ring and getting the shit beat out of them. Yeah, they didn't you know? learn by hand a book. They just said, get in there and, and go. Learned, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the mm-hmm. thing. They learned how to cut a promo Yes. by just doing it. Yeah, because they didn't have the cards like, like they do now. Like, you got to say oh, this. And, please, you know, like if, the, you would, if, yeah. if you would have ever. The cue cards, yeah. Back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, held up a cue card. Yeah. Mm-mm. For like, for Fritz von Eric. Mm-hmm. Or Gary, he'd be like, Parker. he'd they be like would, tearing it up, like, yep. Oh mm-hmm. man, please mm-hmm. forget mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, but yeah, but you remember mm-hmm. something though. He yeah. worked with guys like mm-hmm. Holly, 
and Scott and mm-hmm. Bruiser Brody, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and Gino. Yeah, you know, he worked. He worked with these guys, and you learn mm-hmm. to adjust your style and your promo yes. to the people you're working with. Mm-hmm. Gino was easy because he was an easy guy to hate. Oh yeah. Now I got to give Eddie credit because for mm-hmm. the first time in a long time, mm-hmm. he was actually kind. Because <laughs> that was probably here. <laughs> well, he was, you know what? You better <laughs> smart ass. He was actually, uh, let me, I'll get this out. He was mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. speaking about Gino because mm-hmm. they did a little bit have some heat there. Um, but mm-hmm. Gino, as you heard mm-hmm. Eddie say, and as mm-hmm. you know from the history, mm-hmm. being a big fan of Gino, Gino had heat with a lot of people. Oh, yes. Oh, he yeah. Just, he was one of those guys. He was just too cocky, mm-hmm. too smart, too good looking. Mm-hmm. To everything. Oh, he yeah. was the, the perfect package and mm-hmm. the perfect storm. That was Gino. And he knew it. He knew it right from the beginning. It. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. Amelia, he knew this shit. He oh, yeah. knew he was good. Oh, yeah. He knew he was cocky. He knew he was good looking. Mm-hmm. He and put a microphone what, in front of him and that was yep. it. And mm-hmm. what worked for him ended up mm-hmm. killing him. Yes. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Gino became a victim of his own devices. Yes. You Mm -hmm. know, that's that is a wrestling lesson Mm -hmm. that we are going to actually address. And Mm -hmm. forgive me while I reach for my calendar. Uh, You're fine. You're fine. Because I want to tell you that we have the Gino show is coming up actually Mm -hmm. next week. Mm -hmm. Next Tuesday on the ref's roundtable. We're doing the Gino Hernandez show. And who's coming with you? Uh, I think you said Courtney was, I think. Okay, good. Uh Oh, when you're doing that, I wanted to let everybody know that today would have been Chris Adams' birthday. Yes. I knew. Mm -hmm. I knew what from that. Yeah. And uh, yesterday, I don't know if you remember uh, Candy. Uh, She went by the name of Candy Divine. Candy Divine is. She passed away uh, yesterday. Her phone number's still in my phone. Yeah. She was 63 years old. Yeah, um, I actually tragedy. talked to her. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, this, is, this is a straight shoot. Mm-hmm. I actually talked to Candy about coming on the show mm-hmm. about three months, four months ago. Mm-hmm. And she was excited about doing it. Oh, yes. It would have been I a pleasure to, to meet her. I tell you, she's the second guest yes. that I lost to death. Oh, my gosh. The first was Hacksaw Butch Reed. Mm-hmm. I spoke to Butch Reed, and then a month, like two months later, tops, mm-hmm. he passed away. Mm. Um, over and, and I just, I just keep going over in my head. Like I would have loved to have those interviews, but mm-hmm. you, who, who thinks at the time, right? You know? mm-hmm. Um, but th- they happen to be. You know, legends that uh, that were booked and never got to be interviewed. So mm-hmm. at least I had a chance to talk to them in person. Absolutely. You know, or, or over the phone anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Candy was a sweetheart. Yes. She'll be missed by her friends and family and her fans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, and while we're on the subject, Daphne, rest in peace. Yes. Yeah, uh, she that was a tortured soul. Mm-hmm. Daphne sure was a tortured soul. And I knew Daphne. She mm-hmm. actually worked the show in Atlantic City for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
or she was supposed to work the show. Mm-hmm. She showed up and never worked. Um, and, uh, and of course, uh, you know, um, and Butch Reed is just a, a legendary guy, sweet, sweet man mm-hmm. that we wanted to have on the show. We called him and we booked it and he died and we never got to have him. But sometimes fate intervenes like that and you just have mm-hmm. to, you just got to make, you know, chicken salad out of chicken shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so let's mm-hmm. talk, you and me. We got a couple of minutes left. Sure. Um, you're going to have some input on the show and I want to know okay. uh, maybe who you'd like to have on and uh, maybe get some of your insight as to where where your head is wrestling wise, who'd you like to have on and, uh, or what topics, let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. I'll do a two part question for you. What topics would you like to address and okay. who would you like to see here? Uh, just basically, um, what, what people think of wrestling is how wrestling is now compared to back then their opinions, basically who, you know, maybe like Missy Hyatt, maybe if we can get okay. her on, uh, maybe, and then maybe, uh, Nikki Roberts again, Okay. See if she can come back on. Um, maybe if we could get um, maybe Bobby Fulton on again because I, you know, he was having some health issues and I want to see how he's doing now. Interesting. Uh, if you remember okay. him, sure. Because uh, he was starting. He did. You know, he was a Southwest Championship Wrestling. Yeah. At one time. See, so see how he's doing. It, how and is he physically now? Uh, he should be doing a lot better. He did have some surgery on his throat because I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he, he had uh, throat cancer. Yeah. Yes. And I know he's doing son, better now. I know, you know, I know his son, did, uh, Dylan. Yes, he's a sweet, sweet kid. Yeah. Yeah, he's had um, loss. Yeah, I actually have a phone number on him, too. We could um, get both of them. That'd be nice. Both of them. Yeah, I'll tell you what. That's not a bad, that's not a mm-hmm. bad idea. Yeah, I wanted to do this. Make, make a couple notes of that. Okay. Um, get both of them on. When off the air. Okay. Yeah, when, when you and I get off the air, I'm going to give you my phone number. Okay. And, uh, and we can talk talk show stuff okay okay and um we'll put like a, a, a like a hit list together okay cool. <laughs> oh that's we'll why you got your mouth off we'll save that for mom <laughs> put, put a hit list together oh, okay. okay now you i sound to... like Dick the bruiser yeah. <laughs> Do you have to think of a different nickname for that show <laughs> what mob talk uh, yeah, you have to think of a different nickname for that. One. <laughs> oh no, that's the name of the show. It's called Mob Talk. No, a nickname for me for that show. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll give you a different name. That's we'll a call joke. You, we'll call you Amelia Hit Squad Chapman. <laughs> just don't call me Amanda. No, just kidding. No, we'll call you. We'll call you. Your middle name is uh, Bolario. That's your maiden name, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll call you Bullets Bolario. <laughs> there you go. It sounds Italian, but you are Mexican. Yes, I am. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I'll never call you a tamale. That's for damn sure, ever. Because that yeah, just but... sounds so sexist. I just. <laughs> but my aunt makes some good ones, though. Sound good. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to put a little list together for our yes. folks watching. Sure. Uh-huh. And uh, why don't we do this? I want to put something up here. That why don't we ask the guests as well with who they like to see as well? Well, here you go. Mm-hmm. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Here's how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can email wrestlingwiththefuture at gmail.com. Address mm-hmm. it to care of Amelia. 
if you want to talk to her or care of Angelo, you want to talk mm-hmm. to me. And yeah. if you don't give a shit about me, then just talk to Amelia. But she's there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, uh, if you want to suggest show topics, mm-hmm. there's the email wrestling with the future at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We answer everything that comes in. I assure you of that. Absolutely. We answer everything. And uh, there's nothing that we won't do to bring a guest on. If I have the power to bring them, I will do it. Um, so long as it doesn't cost me any money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and my favorite drink is Pepsi, by the way. There you go. I love Pepsi. They're, look, we love Pepsi too. They're part, I they're, love Pepsi. They're part of the reason we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you, my friends. Your balls will thank you. You know what our commercial for Manscaped used to be? Did you ever hear it? Uh-uh. Do you have sweaty balls <laughs> or volleyball netty balls? It's time <laughs> to make them ready balls. <laughs> the manscaped.com lawnmower 3.0. Will clean your knob. It'll do the job with its patented <laughs> no nick head, so your head will function as desired. <laughs> God, you can't make this shit up. That was, <laughs> I still remember this. I don't know why I remember it, but I do. <laughs> yeah, Manscaped.com. They're still with us too, and they they love us, and we love them. Absolutely, well, listen, Amelia. We are going to say good night to everybody okay. on behalf of Amelia Firecracker Chapman. I am Angelo Mad Dog Decipio. Join us next time as we continue each and every week to wrestle with the future. Good night, everybody. Take care. Good night, everyone.